Bickley and Murata mornings from 6 to 10. Bickley and Murata. It's the greatest show on earth. Bickley and Murata. Good morning and welcome. And Bigley. Sports, man. Sports. Vince Morata. It's a power-packed morning zoo. Are you kidding me? Bigley and Morata. Spectacular. Bigley and Morata. I love this show. This is the greatest show in the history of radio. It's the greatest radio show ever. Bigley and Morata. I hate everything about this show. This is the worst show in the world. Good morning. Happy Friday, Valley sports fans. And I've said it once. I'll say it again. Nothing happier than Fridays when you do morning radio in this wacky business. Hi, Vinny. What's up, Beck? Good morning to you, sir. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. We got a football game tonight, fellas yes. and females. Hello. Hello. Get your Hello. eye black. Right. Smear it on. Right. Can you feather the hair? Wait, I'm not mixing things up now. (laughs) Darken your soul. Yeah, it's that day. Here against the transistor. (laughs) That's good. That's good. What's the one about the the faded jeans or something? Isn't that isn't that part of that's part part of his whole? Put on the Jordache jeans. Yes, it's the Jordache (laughs) jeans. Your neon comb and comb back the (laughs) feathered hair, my (laughs) punk brothers. (laughs) Yeah, so that's what we've got. We've got a real life football game. Ron Wolfley will be broadcasting it this evening. He will. And we get a look at the Arizona Cardinals. I'm kind of excited about that. We have a live football kind of way. We have a live. I wouldn't call it a real. Well, that's true. It's a a live football game. People running around in uniforms. Well, listen. I mean, for I'll be honest with you. I was actually a little captivated by preseason football last night. Only from the well, only from the standpoint I'm watching. I'm watching Malik Willis get benched. For not throwing the football, and I thought, wow, that is interesting. To have a quarterback who is a, a young guy like that who is considered to be high-end potential. Played it where? Where did he play? Liberty? Liberty. Yes. And, and to see him out there and, and not to be able to pull the trigger to, to, to so quickly go to his bailout clause, if you will, yeah. I, I felt strangely connected to that story because that's not the Kyler Murray story, but it's not that far away from it. And I just thought that this is interesting how how this head coach is trying to coach this young man. Okay, dude, if you're not going to throw the ball, you're not playing. Yeah, it's a lot easier to do. I don't know. He's not a first round pick. And that's overall. Yeah, and that's the other thing that I've come to realize. It, it's so amazing to me how honest coaches are about rookies in the NFL. <laughs> coaches can say anything about rookies in football. You really can't do that in basketball. It's true. No, you, <laughs> you need know? them to be your star. Right. There's there's sort of this, if you're a rookie in football, there's there's X amount of stuff you got to take. <laughs> you just got to swallow it. For the vast majority of rookies, there's a few, yeah, okay. the few that are exempt. Right. But yeah, I get what you're saying. You know what I'm you're saying? Right. I don't know. I How do just... you feel about being a rookie who's an undrafted rookie? <laughs> well, oh boy. What do they say about those guys? And you're bringing breakfast every day, right? <laughs> Donuts for everybody. Donuts for everybody, every day. I didn't want this donut. Go back. All right, before we get started, though, I, I did flag one thing I wanted to bring up. Did you, uh, by any chance, see what happened to this baseball player by the name of Chandler Redmond? Oh, yesterday? yes. 
Uh, he plays double-A baseball for the Springfield Cardinals. He had a home run cycle, which means he hit a solo home run, a two-run home run, a three-run home run in the Grand Slam, all in the same game and, and even one better in four successive innings. Yeah, he didn't have any home runs in the when he came to bat in the fifth inning. <laughs> he finished. Yeah, he had right. a two-run homer, grand slam solo, and then finished it off with a three-run That's homer. That's what, 10 RBI uh, if you're counting at uh, home? 11. 11? Um, the only other time this has been accomplished in the modern era was by a guy by the name of Tyrone Horn. July 27th, 1998. for the uh, And it, it was for a Cardinals affiliate, too. Do you know who he did it against? The Amarillo Sod Poodles of the Arizona oh, Diamondbacks there we go. organization. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Isn't that nuts? Yeah, yeah. I figured you would know that. <laughs> yeah, I had a minor t- league baseball player trivia for a thousand, please. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. It's a daily double. Yeah, I'll right. bet it all. All right, Jared, start the program. The splash, splash. The stories making waves in the sports world. The splash. splash. The Splash, brought to you by Presidential Pools, Arizona's number one pool builder. See why at presidentialpools.com. Yeah, as mentioned, tonight we get our first look at the 2022 Arizona Cardinals. Albeit the preseason version as they take on the Cincinnati Bengals at Paycor Stadium. We will not see much from projected starters in the exhibition opener. But there will be a trio of players counted on to contribute to the defense this season playing early tonight. Linebackers Dennis Gardak, uh, Zaven Collins, and cornerback Marco Wilson. Along with uh, defensive lineman Lecky Fotu and uh, Richard Lawrence expected to start tonight against the Bengals. Trace McSorley will start at quarterback for the Cardinals. Brandon Allen gets the nod for Cincinnati. Kickoff 4.30. Dave Pash, Ron Wolfley, Paul Calvisi on the call. Pre-game coverage starts at 12.30 here on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. That's the official sign that it's football season. Wow. When you get four hours four of pre-game. Four hours of pre-game for an exhibition football game. Uh, those were the days, huh? Now we're the only show not affected by that. Yeah, that's true. Sad. Big full show on a Friday right here. Stay tuned. For you, for the people. But, I mean... I'm just asking this philosophically, and I think the uh, the Cardinals pregame coverage is fantastic, and they have a lot of different voices on it. Should the pregame coverage be longer than the actual event? <laughs> yes, it's kind of like the Bill Should Simmons. It? It's kind of like the Bill Simmons Rewatchables podcast. They talk about a movie for a duration of time longer than the actual movie. <laughs> right? People crave football. They can't get enough of it. Can't get enough. Uh, Baltimore Ravens did win their 21st straight preseason game of 23. 23- 10 victory over the Tennessee Titans last night. And the Giants beat the Patriots 23-21 in Foxborough tonight. Uh, in addition to Cardinals-Bengals, five preseason games, including what still looks like it'll be Deshaun Watson's debut with the Browns as they take on Jacksonville. But on the Watson front, according to reports, his campus suggested the notion of the QB accepting an eight-game suspension along with a $5 million fine. Uh, from the NFL. I told you this is about money. Yeah. <laughs> See, I, uh, this has been about money, right? It's about the fine that he would not have to pay. I, that, that is just not going to fly in the NFL. Uh, Watson, of course, originally issued a six-game suspension, no further financial penalty by independent arbiter Sue L. Robinson. We're still awaiting that appeal. I don't the NFL's not taking this deal. They're too far gone. I don't know. And the finishing yeah. touches have yeah. got to be I, coming on that uh, on that appeal rule. Ho- yeah, okay, I hope. I am so sick. You talk about topics I'm sick of. Deshaun Watson, I'm sick of talking about. Nobody drafted, drafted him yesterday. Yeah. Oh. 
Back, That's how sick of him I am. The ul- I didn't even want to say his name. The ultimate we missed a guy made his self known yesterday, Antonio Brown. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah. His he, post. Yeah. That's not a real quote, though. It's so, somebody made that quote as a joke and then he tweeted it. Like, he tweeted it. That's yeah, what I'm thinking saying. that he probably believes it. Did you see that one, Vic? Yeah, I did. I did. Buccaneers quarterback Tom Brady away from the team right now for an undetermined period of time to deal with, quote, some personal things, according to head coach Todd Bowles. Uh, the first year coach was asked if Brady's absence is health re- related, and Bowles reiterated it's a personal issue. He'll miss the uh, first two preseason games at least for the Buccaneers. Yeah, that's uh, it's it's kind of interesting. Um, I you know, you curiosity leads you to believe why would he be ejecting this soon in or this early into training camp? Bowles kind of made it sound like they they had talked about it earlier. Like Maybe it was coming. Maybe and again, I'll joke around about a, a vacation he just couldn't cancel. We booked this flight to Barbados back in the day that I was retired, and it's not refundable. It could be. You're right. It, it could be that. You know how airline fees are. I think Tom Brady is going to have one day look back like Michael Jordan surely looks back and, and say to himself, why didn't I tap out after winning the Super Bowl in Tampa? That day, why didn't I tap out? Mm-hmm. I had the perfect ending. Same with Michael Jordan and that jump shot over Brian Byron Russell. Yeah, I mean, what what happened after that? He wore a Wizards uniform. That's what I'm saying. Sakes. That's what I'm saying. Uh, the NBA announced Thursday it will retire the uniform number six league-wide for Bill Russell, a legend of the game who died last week at the age of 88. Starting uh, with this season, players who wear the number, and there were 25 of them in the league last year, can continue to do so. Uh, the Phoenix Suns have had number six retired for quite some time. Walter Davis, the only player in uh, team history to wear that uh, number. D-backs get a series win. They beat the Pirates. It's 9-3. They trailed 3-0, but scored nine unanswered runs, including seven in the seventh inning. Emmanuel Rivera had a huge day. Two doubles and a home run. He drove in three. Dalton Varsho, the big blow in the seventh. The bases loaded double that just bit, missed being a grand slam. D-backs take three of four from the Bucks. They're in Colorado for a three-gamer against the Rockies. That starts tonight at Coors Field. Davies against Senzatella for the opener. Pre-game coverage starts at 5. First pitch, 540 on ESPN, 620 AM and 98.7 FM. HD2. Cubs beat the Reds in the Not second Cubs. annual Field of Dreams in Dyersville, Iowa, Thursday. Uh, Drew Smiley, five shutout innings with nine strikeouts for the Cubs. <laughs> And uh, Skyler Diggins-Smith will not play in either of the Mercury's final two home games. Still trying to clinch a uh, WNBA spot. Diggins-Smith will be absent for what the team is calling personal reasons. She led the Mercury in scoring and assists this year, and they host the Dallas Wings tonight at Footprint Center. Needing a win, they'll tip off at 7 o'clock. There you go. There's your splash for Friday, August 12th. Coming up next, it's finally here. Live football, as termed by Jared Carlin. Cardinals-Bengals preseason opener. We'll get into some of the storylines next. Bickley and Murata Mornings, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Camp Takeoff 2022 is a go. Coverage presented by 72 Souls and Kona Brewing. Uh, you can see in the NFL the trend of guys that most teams know are going to start on getting a lot of work in the preseason anyways, and so it's been good for the, the young guys to be able to show what they can do and get the majority of the reps. The home of Arizona Cardinals football, 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. Camp Takeoff 2022 with Bickley and Murata. It is, and it's a culmination 
of a lot of years of hard work and effort, not just for them, but for their, you know, Pop Warner coaches, high school coaches, families. And so anytime you get to watch those guys go out on the NFL field for the first time, it's, uh, I love it. I, I like watching, um, that all come together for them and, and hope they can make some plays. Well, we'll see a lot of that tonight. Cliff Kingsbury, the head coach, will get his wish. Preseason opener, Cardinals, Cincinnati Bengals at Paycor Stadium, 4.30 kickoff, and there's going to be a lot of guys on both teams stepping onto an NFL field for a game for the first time tonight, which, yes, exciting for them, less exciting for the viewer because, as you heard there, um, Cliff Kingsbury acknowledging not a lot of the guys that are going to be frontline starters around the league are going to play this week. Um, um, although I did find it interesting that Daniel Jones got some time at uh, at quarterback for for the Giants last night. Yeah, it was interesting. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. he was the only projected starter uh, in the uh, in the two games last night that that saw any time. We won't see Kyler Murray. We will see Trace McSorley. But there's plenty of other things to watch other than the quarterback play tonight for the Cardinals. Yeah, no, I I think there's uh, t- to me there's a handful of things that interest me. Um, I think we've talked a lot about him, but I do think. Trace Trace McSorley as a guy, I'm curious to see what this kid has because he's a guy that, that you know, he was pretty good in college. Very good. And he was uh, an interesting dual threat kind of quarterback and so popular that somebody wrote a song about him. And I'm curious to, to, to see if he lets it fly a little bit tonight. Uh, so there's that. There's the Eno Benjamin factor. Is he going to have the kind of uh, workload that he can really make a play for the backup running back job here? Mm-hmm. I mean, that that to me is very interesting because, you know, I think Gambo said this a week or so ago that you haven't heard Daryl Williams' name once out of camp. He hasn't been talked about. I think he did one media session and was like, oh, yeah, he's on the team again. Right. And it seems to me it's very hard to determine now because of the way the Cardinals constructed their depth chart for this game based on projected participation tonight. Mm-hmm. But it's hard to tell. It seems to me like Eno Benjamin is the number two right now, doesn't mm-hmm. it? it? It feels like he could be. And that's why I think tonight, is, especially if he gets a, a lion's share of the carries and he just posts a really good game, I, he might be, he might make a statement for that. Darrell Williams was one of the last signings that the Cardinals yeah. made in the offseason, too. Right. I mean, it was rumored really early, but it just never happened. And now it's <laughs> Almost, it's almost feeling like they just kind of like took a flyer on him. If it works out, if it works out, but we're going forward with like Eno as the second. Because like you guys said, I I forget he's even on the team until we talk about it like this, how we haven't heard about him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know if I, I... I seem to recall he might not have been in the bestest of shape when camp began, maybe. I, Did I hear I that? I saw pictures of him when he reported in the uniform, and I was like, wow, he... He didn't look like the same player yeah, to me. Yeah, right, like, exactly. Yeah. yeah, there was so that was a thing. So I think maybe there's a combination of that. Then there is Greg, what a dorch. What a dorch. <laughs> who is who is from what I've heard the cons- the most consistent performer on offense so far in training camp. That's what I've heard now, too. Now that's saying nothing because I did, you know, there's not a lot of people who've been practicing, the quarterback's been missing, all that stuff. Yeah. But but I've heard that, and so if maybe he's looking like, this is my time to grab a spot. I think some guys like Greg Dorch and Eno Benjamin, they flashed a little bit in the past, but it looks like with some of these guys, Cliff Kingsbury, it, 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 he doesn't hand out opportunities that often. 
it seems like the opportunities get handed out to rookies on defense a lot quicker than on offense. Yeah, true. So Andy Isabella, Greg Dorch, Trace McSorley, can they generate something in a passing game night? I'm curious to see if that happens. Yeah, I think the Dorch, Isabella, I'll even throw Bolden and Bocelli in there too. There might be opportunities for those mm-hmm. guys. Here was Cliff Kingsbury on that earlier this week. They'll have a great opportunity depending on how it all plays out. We're hoping Tweezy, like I said, can come out of that and do something before the season starts and, and we know Hop will be, be out um, at least a few games, but both those guys will make plays this preseason. We know that and have a great opportunity to, to show what they can do and earn a spot on this roster. Yeah, as he mentioned, I mean, you know, Hopkins is going to be out six weeks. Mm-hmm. The status of Antoine Wesley, who is the Tweezy part tweezy, of that. Tweezy, I, I didn't know that. <laughs> and and that, why, uh, why, George wh- Jefferson's wife? No, that and, was Wheezy. <laughs> Right. Isn't that a rapper from the 2010s? No, that's Lil Wayne. That was yeah, himself right. Um, that's right. But I think Wesley was, was a shoe-in to make this team. If he can't play due to injury, and you couple that with the Hopkins suspension, there mm-hmm. are opportunities for those guys. And yes, you are correct in saying that Greg Dorch has, has got a lot of attention in this training camp. But from everything I've heard from mm-hmm. people that are out there every day, Andy has, Isabella's had a pretty good camp too. Well, there's been yeah, there's there again, there was this line of thinking that oh, when when Colt McCoy is running the offense, the ball goes where it's supposed to go all the time, and Andy Isabella. Is suddenly flashing again. That's 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 a little too much for me. I'm, I'm going to have to see that to believe it. Um, because again, this this stuff runs rampant this time of year. Uh, but but yeah, there's so there, those are the names in offense that are worth looking at. And then of course defensively, this is to, to me this is where the real question marks with this football team lie. And and if and if they come out tonight and just look disorganized, if they're giving up big plays in the passing game to to the back of Bengals, I, I, I'm a, there's a fear that that will be a growing issue here. It, the fact that Zayvon Collins and Marco Wilson have kind of been pushed into this situation of mm-hmm. show us what you got because we we need to know whether or not we're going to be starting you this year. That they're playing for starting jobs, and, and neither one of them has one locked up yet, which is a little frightening. Yeah, on the cornerback spot again. I was, I was in the car yesterday, and I you know, was listening to Burns and Gambo, and Gambo's reiterating, "Hey, I expect the Cardinals to trade for a cornerback, maybe after the final cutdown, uh, because teams want to guard against injury and trading somebody mm-hmm. too soon that they might need." But yeah, um, maybe that explains why they've been so quiet on that front. Uh, they did bring in a couple of guys for workouts this week, DeAndre mm-hmm. Baker. The former first-round pick being among them, but uh, didn't sign him. So maybe they're just biding their time and and hoping uh, that Marco Wilson can take a step forward. Because even if they do make a trade, Marco Wilson's going to be counted on in some capacity this year. And he, he needs to get better. Yeah, that's true. So, so I do think that the Zayvon Collins thing is an obvious one because of where he was, where he was drafted, and what they wanted and hoped he would become. And I think the organization is fairly comfortable about Isaiah Simmons. But, but once again, you know, it, when we we sit here and we talk about how this team has put unfair expectations on young players quickly, think about calling Isaiah Simmons a star backer before he's even done it. Think about that. Well, I mean, There's a, let's face it; it's a created title and position. For yeah, him. <laughs> right. And and I think we we all like it. And Isaiah Simmons loves it, and he that's how he sees himself. But the yeah, again, a lot of lot of lot of praying and hoping on that side of the foot uh, that side of the football. Yep. And th- that to me is that to me is where this team looks extremely vulnerable. 
And I'm not alone. There's a lot of NFL people who think this is a very porous defense. I feel similar to you right now. Uh, And uh, that's the one thing. Like As a unit... We won't get any answers until September 11th yeah. when the Kansas City Chiefs are trying to run the ball and, against them. And, and here's the thing that we have to remember, too. Okay, so if Kyler Murray is not going to play football until the regular season, there's a chance that we're going to all be carrying a lot of these fears going forward. He's the guy that, that changes everything. Everything. And so, so that, that that's something that we have to remember that we're not going to see the Cardinals' singular best weapon, you know, in these yeah. coming games. Yeah, and we, we have to remember that when we begin to like formulate our opinions of them. Yeah, we're still thirty days away from full potential. Uh oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Or or the opposite. Uh, legendary grunge band Alice in Chains is heading to Auction Pavilion on September 10th. Limited tickets are still available, but you can win a pair right now by heading to the contest page at ArizonaSports.com. So check it out. Coming up next, brace yourself. Kevin Durant is in Phoenix. (laughs) What does it all mean? (laughs) We'll get into all of it next. Bickley and Murata Mornings, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Listen, I'm hearing, and, and take it for what it's worth, okay? I'm hearing that Kevin Durant is expected to be in the Valley tonight. Now, again, I have no, it could be from a hundred reasons. He obviously can't meet with the Suns. He's on the contract with another team. So I will say this. I've, I have heard that he's expected to be in the Valley tonight, arriving, you know, later tonight. Um, but I have no reason as to why he's here. And I would, and I have heard nothing about like him and the Suns because obviously he can't meet with the Suns. Like he can't. And, you know, come in and meet with them. At least he can, you know, hang out with players and stuff like that if they're here. He can probably even go to a gym and play with guys. But, you know, I, I have heard nothing about, um, oh, listen, he's going to, you know, uh, something's going to get done and that's why he's coming here. I've heard nothing like that. Just that he's coming here. Hmm. What do you, take it for what it's worth yeah. because I don't know what it means. Uh, tonight's uh, top 10 list, Paul. Uh, top 10 reasons Katie's in Phoenix. Uh, number 10. Got anything? <laughs> Torchy's tacos. <laughs> what a torch. There you go. <laughs> Number nine, wanted to compete against Vince Murata at a local bar trivia night. <laughs> uh-huh. That's basically what we're doing, is uh-huh. coming up with reasons. And Gambo Why he not might the, be here? Gambo was not the only person to put that out there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there was others that reported, hey, he's on his way to Phoenix. And he's right. It could be for, for any reason. But with as hungry... Or maybe, should I say, as thirsty as the Suns fan base has been for Kevin Durant right. to get here, any little nugget they get gets the ball rolling again. Oh, I know. And I know. It's just the day after uh, we, we said the dream is done. Well, okay, couple things here, quite obviously. If the Suns are forbidden from meeting with Kevin Durant, they certainly wouldn't risk being caught meeting with Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. Okay, so th- that would be my first takeaway. So what is he here for? Is he here really to... to hang out with Chris Paul and or Devin Booker? Are they here? Are they in Phoenix? I don't know. Right now? Would you be? I haven't been following their social media. These guys live in L.A. most of the time. Would you be here in August? Well, Book's here most of the year. Is he? Yeah. I, I, he might have a place in L.A. now, as it turns out. Okay. <laughs> Who knows? Okay. Um, so, all right. So, yeah, maybe he's coming to hang out with Book. Maybe he's coming to, f- to fuel the drama. I don't know. 
I don't know. I, I don't know what to make of it. Maybe he just wanted to go to Phoenix during a week of really horrible weather. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's that right. too. Yeah. Um, everybody's still talking about the, the two days ago reporting that Kevin Durant now sees Philadelphia and Boston maybe as suitable landing spots. We talked about it. Yesterday, if I'm Boston, I'm not making that trade. I'm going to to battle with the guys that I have in that roster as defending Eastern Conference champions. Philadelphia, that might be a different story. Bobby Marks, ESPN, NBA front office insider on NBA Today, said, uh, yeah, that doesn't make any sense to him. The pieces are there, certainly, when you look at Harris and Maxie and and Thibel for Durant. But from a draft pick perspective, it doesn't make sense. If you're going to trade uh, uh, Kevin Durant to a team in your conference. You want Jalen Brown back, right? That's a guy that you want back in a deal, and you want draft picks. This, for me, uh, doesn't make sense at all. And talked about how challenging mm. it will be for Philly to get that deal done if they want to. It's going to be a challenge, right? Certainly, we're talking about Kevin Durant here when we look at it from Brooklyn's perspective. But when you're looking at it from Philadelphia, Basically, the only player, from the salary standpoint, is a player like Tobias Harris. So when you look at Harris, and certainly players like, as Matt said, Tyrese Maxey, Matisse Thybul, you're limited as far as what you're going to be able to trade out. You're not going to trade out, you know, certainly James Harden can't be traded until December. You're not going to trade Joel Embiid here. Yeah, I I mean, there's hurdles. There's hurdles for any team to make this happen right now with the reality of Kevin Durant's situation, which is he's got four years left on that contract. Mm -hmm. And the Brooklyn Nets still, it it makes sense for them to dig in and say, we're not going to be tempted by Kevin Durant's stance, double stance now, trade me or fire the uh, the GM and the the head coach. We're not going to be tempted to take less just yet. They can still play the long game here. Well, I I don't know about that. I don't know about the long game because I do believe that that what what Kevin Durant accomplished effectively is they're not going to require Steve Nash and Sean Marks to go through the nonsense and the and the media cover coverage in the circus of expecting Kevin Durant to report to training camp. That's my belief. So I believe there is some urgency here. I don't think there is a long game. I think there's a before the start of the season game because I don't think either party is going to be interested in in working out and and kind of just status quo until January. I just don't I do not see that happening. I think that is exactly the one thing Kevin Durant was trying to accomplish was by by torching Sean Marks and Steve Nash and asking for both their jobs, it makes it impossible for me to show up to work there as if nothing happened in yeah. the fall. Yeah. Okay. So so I'm going on that premise. So something I think has to get done in the next few months. And so it's it, it, both of Kevin Durant's stated places Miami and Phoenix don't seem to have the pieces now to get this thing done, to give Brooklyn anything close to to fair value, right? Because Miami can't trade Bam Adebayo, and the Suns can't trade uh, DeAndre Ayton until mid-January. So I think that so it, the thing Kevin Durant is he it has to either do one of two one of two lanes either he has to say okay I'll I'll expand my list and give you more options but you got to get it done before the start of the season maybe that's exactly what's transpiring maybe um, but then what's he doing in Phoenix Arizona in the middle of August yeah what's we any want, of us doing we want, well, well, that's, that's a good point right, right. <laughs> that's what at least is. he has options. 
<laughs> uh, did you see the reporting Rick Buecher put out there on, on Kyrie Irving? No. In his negotiations no, tell with me the Brooklyn it. Nets? On his podcast, which is called On the Ball, Buecher reported that when Irving was negotiating a new contract with Brooklyn, he wanted a guarantee that he wouldn't have to play in more than 60 games in a season. Oh, come on. I never would come have to on. play on consecutive nights. Seriously? Are you... The way that Buecher uh, termed it in this podcast, he said, quote, I'm told he wanted his new contract to guarantee he wouldn't have to play more than 60 games in a season and would not have to play any back-to-backs, which he apparently referred to as, quote, inhumane, end quote. Stop. <laughs> These guys wow. just love to ball, man. No, yeah, they, they do, don't it. they? Don't it's they? In their like, blood. They can't get enough of it. They, do it. they would do it for free, Vinny. They do it on their off days. <laughs> man. Oh, my gosh. He hasn't played uh, more than 60 games in a season since 2017, by the way. <laughs> I, I, that's just stunning to me. That Who has Kyrie Irving on their uh, <laughs> just sick of team for Mock My World? Was that you, Jarrett? No. Uh, that wasn't mine. Did any of us take him? That, uh, it was me. I have him. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Huh. I was just testing you guys, and he passed with flying colors. Inhumane. Now, Kyrie did respond. To the report. He did. With a gif. Oh, boy. Of, of a baseball player taking his hat off like this. Really? So, I don't know. Like, tipping his cap? So, so he's tipping oh, yeah. his cap to Rick Buecher? That's what that gesture is, Jared. You're tipping your cap. What I'm saying is he, he's he, taking his hat off like this. In a, in a, in a, <laughs> you're you're watching well it. Right Everyone here. at home like this. And like a, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I'm saying, is it done in a mocking way? I don't know. I think he's a very serious guy. Did you see also uh, the reporting that was out there, too, that after Kevin Durant asked for Marks and Nash to be fired, there was a follow-up that said, hey, Kyrie Irving hates these guys, too. And then Kyrie Irving's people came out and said, that's not true. That's not true. Yeah. <laughs> don't of course don't not. Lump, us <laughs> lump us in with him. Oh, man. What a, what a soap opera. I'm fully expecting another uh, wave of social media posts today. People around Phoenix. I saw Kevin Durant at the AMPM. <laughs> well, I mean, seriously, let's. Either, if if he was out and about, I'm sure so, there were some sightings. Yeah. So reach out to us. Let us know. I was yeah. if, Kevin if you were Durant clubbing with KD. In the Philadelphia park in the uh, yeah. drive-through. Right. Tell us what he was doing in town. If you got a picture, even if it's Photoshop, send it to us. Bickley underscore Murata. Yeah. Coming up next, uh, Major League Baseball held its second annual Field of Dreams game. Did it still work as well in year two? We'll get into that and more next. Bickley and Murata Mornings, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Bickley and Murata, mornings on 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. For me, watching the movie, um, you know, is something my father and I shared. And uh, it's something I would give anything for. You know, I wish he was here. I wish at the very end of tonight's game, uh, he and I could go on the field and do something we did from when I was eight, nine years old. And... Um, you know, it's 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 really eerie how much the movie aligns with my life experience. That is Joey Votto of the Cincinnati Reds talking about uh, participating in the Field of Dreams game last night in Dyersville, Iowa. The Cubs, the Cub, beat the Reds four to two in that game. Um, yeah, I'm not going to sit here and make fun of Joey Votto. People know how I feel about the movie. I think the the game itself is a cool idea. I'm just wondering if. This year, with it being the second year 
with two really, really poor baseball teams going at it, how much luster was lost in year two? Do you, do you think a little was, bit? Yeah. I, I ended up watching some of it, and I thought, okay, you know what? Maybe my feeling about this is a little bit off. I, I, I stepped back from last night, and I thought, okay. There's obviously sentiment and nostalgia galore in that venue, and it's something – it's like an eternal well baseball can tap into, and I get all that. I, I just found myself asking, why why the Cubs and the Reds? And even though Joey Votto was mic'd up and, he, and he's a very entertaining guy yeah. – they need to they need to market their stars here, and you know, the, uh, people coming out of the cornfields. I thought the Ken Griffey Senior Junior thing was a cool moment. They need to bring more baseball greats out of the cornfield, like in old uniforms. You know, guys like from the '75 Big Red Machine. Vinny, have you ever heard of that team before? Pete Rose, he's George a Forrester, Dave Desacion, <laughs> Pete Rose will show up. Oh just, yeah, can you imagine you Pete up? Rose oh, waddling out of the cornfield? Eating buttered corn. <laughs> corn. Corn. Chili. Corn. So, um, I, so my thought, yeah, my thought with that was, uh, it, it was partially okay, and but but I also think. I, Baseball just has this issue where they just they they don't market their star players enough. They just don't find a way to do it, and so they made it about two very old franchises. Now, the biggest talking point out of the whole thing was the Harry Carey hologram. That's what everybody's talking. Yeah, about. Yeah, that was the moment when the field of dreams became the field of nightmares. That was the creepiest damn thing I've ever seen in my life. I, I, and I've seen other holograms mm-hmm. in, in instances. That one was super creepy. To me. Why did that creep you out? I I don't know. I wasn't alone judging from the. Social media reaction. I, it didn't I, creep it, me out. I it just, didn't look like him. Yeah, first that's what of all. it was. They just got the, there was something off about. It was close. It was really close, but there was just something off about the look. It's like they wanted. They didn't want the old Harry Carey that most people envision mm-hmm. with the wild hair and yeah. the gigantic glasses. Uh huh. But they wanted to make it look enough like that version that you knew who it was right, right. away. Kind of. So they kind of blended the young Harry Carey. And the old Harry Carey into a version of Harry Carey that didn't really look like Harry Carey. That's a good way of putting it. That's a really good way of putting it. Um, and so that was that was interesting. It seemed to be very well received. The whole the whole technology is creepy. I remember when yeah. Tupac performed via hologram at Coachella yeah. with Snoop. I remember watching that, going, "What?" I think they did one with yeah. Michael Jackson too. I, I that was creepy for a number of reasons. That way. Yeah, yeah I, right. I, I, the, I yeah, there's some. There is something a little bit weird about that. It's like let them rest. I don't know. <laughs> let about in, be. in uh, uh, did anyone see the new Ghostbusters movie? Yes, no. uh, they did that with uh, Harold Ramis with they Egon. Did. Oh, where he did was they? Like, yeah. okay, and it was. But for the, for the movie, it worked. I thought that was actually. I still a cool thought it was a little strange, even though it was a spoiler a alert. By the way, Jared. Well, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's how, been out for two new? years. Yeah, it's been yeah, out long go. enough. I think he's okay. But yeah, it, it, I, I, when you said the legends coming out of the cornfield, it made me think like, what if they did this for the All Star Game? What if that was the annual Field of Dreams game? Is they held the All Star game there? That's a good idea. Would it be for fan attendance? But then, but then you wouldn't allow member teams to make money. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that if it's good really idea. a Field of Dreams, why are there stands there anyway? Why well, is there that, that many people in attendance <laughs> anyway? <laughs> 
<laughs> what was the television? Yeah. What, what, what did it cost for a 60-second spot on, on that broadcast? Yeah. It's all about money. It's a dressed up for nostalgia and this it ho- is. hokey They're, ass movie. Well, listen, it, they, they, <laughs> they are. They are. There is something very weird about that. That the purposeful. Come on now, I'm wringing this towel of nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Come on. I, see, that's all. I think I see you tearing up. I think, is that a tear? <laughs> is that a tear? I see. But that's that's all baseball has is nostalgia, <laughs> because the people that love baseball love baseball because they loved baseball. Okay. Here's a link on ESPN.com that made me almost fall down today. Just perfect Cubs Reds soak in Iowa scenics. I've been to Iowa. There's nothing scenic about Iowa. Okay? If the idea if the idea of rolling hills and cornfields in a barn brings something out of you, have at it. Have at it. There's nothing Do you know what Iowa smells like? Corn? No. Manure. Yeah, oh, that's what it smells like. The thing that like. makes the corn. Yeah, the thing that makes the corn. Yeah, I didn't need corn. <laughs> this. <laughs> it is funny that whenever we get to the, uh, whenever we're talking about any of the Midwestern states or Middle America states. Yeah. You really don't have a lot of nice things to say about other than you, Illinois. Like when we talk about rival, Midwest Milwaukee rivalry or Cincinnati or Iowa. Yeah. Okay. Or Cleveland. Indiana Cleveland. Indiana has been called the Mississippi of the Midwest. Okay. <laughs> Complimentarily? Wait a minute. No. 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 Everybody from Mississippi is going, wait. Wisconsin is Illinois' hat. Iowa is uh, uh, not uh, scenic. What is that? What part of the? <laughs> oh, thank you to all of the uh, people who have moved from the Midwest to Arizona and listened to our show. By the way, we at love you. Dan Bickley, yeah, <laughs> yeah but, that's right. Come on, on. Here, here, to me the biggest. I will die on this hill. To me, the biggest problem, and it's only the second year of it, mm. but it's going to be diminishing returns each time they do this. Absolutely. Yeah. And I compared it yesterday to the uh, the hockey outdoor game which when it first started was so cool and must-see thing. And now it's just another game, it feels like. It it doesn't feel special anymore. Interleague play, we saw this with in baseball. I I think that they need to go back. I, I know they're not doing it next year. But rather than making an annual thing, do it like every few years or something so that it feels different and special when they do it. Yeah. Because other, you know, it loses its... How... I don't know. What's the word you're looking for? Novelty. <laughs> it loses the novelty once you've seen it because it's mm. just the same thing again and again. Yeah. Well, once, I mean, once you that's start, where a hockey game moves around, doesn't it? It it does. They put diff- it in Tahoe. It different melted. venues. The problem with that hockey event is that they bury it on a day that most people are either hung over or watching college football. Like, I can't even pick out a day that's their own. Yeah, yeah. Right. I, I mean, is it smart for Major League Baseball to do that on a Thursday night? I guess. What are they? Thursday night must see TV. I had it on in the background. Yeah, I didn't pay yeah, much attention I was, to Right, it. exactly. Yeah, and, and I just, there wasn't a lot of uh, oom from the players in the game that kind of, I thought, okay, this is what's missing here. Yeah, and the, the quality of the game itself, too. Again, after last year when you had yeah. the White Sox and the Yankees and one of the best games of the year, that turned out to be. Mm-hmm. Happenstance, yes, but they'll take it. This was kind of a boring game. All right, two things about that. So par- part of my Midwestern rants, Jared, is it, one of the best things about living in Arizona that I, that I experienced 
experience coming from Chicago is our neighbors. The fact that you can go left and go to California, you can go to Vegas, you can go to Rocky Point. It, there's a lot of cool places within driving distance. In Chicago, not so much. You know, you've got Kenosha. <laughs> you've got... Huh. No. It's, it's That's what I'm saying. So around me, where I grew up, it, it was... It was depressing. Here, it's liberating. So nobody wanted to leave Chicago, is what you were saying. That, Unless they were for specific right. reasons. I heard stories of people going to Milwaukee and having a good time. I've I've done that on occasion. Summerfest can be fun. Yeah. So you went to Canada, right? Or Detroit or something? I don't know. <laughs> what? I was thinking about like what Detroit, the capital of Ottawa, you know. <laughs> the, the others, like, can the others? Do you know that uh, Canada is actually south of Detroit? Does that blow your mind? I, I learned that. Does that, that blow your mind? I learned that lyrically. Yeah. Right? <laughs> the the famous Journey lyric, born and raised in South Detroit. There is no South Detroit. South there, Detroit is Windsor, Canada. But there has to be a southern part of Detroit <laughs> well, proper. It, I guess. But, I mean, if you look at, well, we're just getting off into a stupid tangent here. You gotta take, we can't do it on the radio, but you have to hold up your hand if you want to show South Detroit. Isn't that what they all do in Michigan? <laughs> Why are you tipping your cap, Jarrett? <laughs> <laughs> Quit rubbing your eyes, Jarrett. Like this. <laughs> Coming up next, Cardinals preseason opener tonight in Cincinnati. And a chance for a couple of defensive backs possibly to shine as well. We'll get into that and more next. Bickley and Murata Mornings, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station.